slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hi, and welcome to the midweek edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and that you're part of the Locked On Islanders family. I'm Gil Martin, and it's great to be here talking all things Islanders. Today, we will discuss the Islanders' preseason schedule and why it's a little different this year uh, than it has been in the past. We'll also talk about uh, a new change by the National Hockey League, Uh, That will allow advertising on players' jerseys. In addition, we take a look at the season, the playoff performance, and the future of Simeon Varlamov as we continue our player-by-player look throughout the Islanders roster. And, of course, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. Today's show brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. So, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a subject that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, We're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest free agent signings, trades, rumors, everything that's going on this offseason until training camp, the preseason, and of course, the start of the 2021 22 NHL campaign. Wanted to start by discussing a couple of, I guess you could call them housekeeping kind of things. Uh, the Islanders did announce their preseason schedule. It'll all get kicked off on Sunday, September 26th, when the Islanders play the first of six preseason games. Uh, And this one will be 7 p.m. at Madison Square Garden when the Islanders visit the Rangers. Then on Tuesday, September 28th, another 7 p.m. start. This one in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center as the Isles take on the Flyers. There are then two back-to-back home games for the Islanders in the preseason. But here's where things get different. Saturday, October 20, uh, excuse me, October 2nd. 2 p.m. start. The Devils visit the Islanders, but the game will be played at the Webster Bank Arena in Bridgeport, as will all three Islanders home preseason games. Tuesday, October 5th, a 7 p.m. start. The Flyers visit Bridgeport to face the Islanders. Then Thursday, October 7th, the Islanders are 
at The Rock, the Prudential Center in Newark to take on the Devils. And then the Rangers will visit Bridgeport and the Webster Bank Arena for the final contest of the preseason Saturday, October 9th at 7 p.m. Now, the key to all of this is that because UBS Arena, the Islanders' new home, will not be opening until mid-November, that the Islanders open the season with a 13-game road trip. Well, for that reason and that reason alone, if you don't go to one of these three games in Bridgeport, you're going to have to wait even longer than usual to try to get tickets to a Islanders home game uh, at the new UBS Arena. So, you know, you have these three dates in early October to look at. You have uh, October 2nd, October 5th, October 9th. And if you don't get to one of those games, well, then there are no Islanders home games again until the UBS Arena opens officially in mid-November when the Calgary Flames come to visit. Another announcement made by the NHL that in 2022-2023, so not this season, but the following season, the league will now officially allow teams to sell advertising on their jerseys. And look, I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, I tend to be a purist when it comes to this, but quite honestly, after the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still not completely resolved, obviously, um, NHL clubs took a bath on that. And we know that more than the NBA, more than Major League Baseball, and certainly a lot more than the NFL, NHL teams rely on, you know, gate revenue to, you know, raise revenues. And if they don't have ticket sales, which they didn't have in last season and the year before from March on and through the playoffs, if you aren't selling tickets, you're losing a lot of money. So by actually allowing the teams to put ads on their jerseys, this is allowing teams to add another source of revenue and hopefully making up for some of the lost revenue from ticket sales. Look, the 2019-2020 season was shortened because of COVID-19. The playoffs were all held in the bubble, no fans, no ticket sales. For most of 2020-2021, the Islanders had nobody in the seats. Then late in the season, you started to have, what, 1,400 fans, and then, you know, they gradually raised it until finally late in the playoffs when... Uh, enough people were getting vaccinated. Um, they were actually able to fill the building for the conference final against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But overall, the NHL needs to make up for a lot of lost revenue. And this is something that they decided to do. It makes sense under the circumstances. And look, I remember hockey when there wasn't advertising on the boards. And that was a bit of a shock when it was first introduced. And, you know, purists back then were saying, hey, you know, uh, 
don't like seeing all this advertisement uh, all over the boards. It, it, it's distracting. We don't like it. Well, guess what? It was there. It was there to stay. Certainly anyone in the arena can see it. Anybody watching the games on TV can see it. It's a great way for the teams to raise revenue. That's what they did. And it ended up working. We saw advertisements on players' helmets last year. I don't think this is a surprise. It is sort of just the next step in the way the NHL is doing things, trying to raise funds. And overall, uh, nothing to get all that upset about. Will it look different? Yes. Will it take some getting used to? Yes. Am I thrilled with it? Not really, but I'm not all that upset by it either. So not this season, but the following season, the NHL will allow advertisements on team jerseys. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show. We'll come back and look at goaltender Simeon Varlamov, his playoff performance, his season performance, and of course his future with the Islanders. All that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com All right, now we're going to continue our player-by-player look at every person who played at least one game for the Islanders this past season. Today, we continue with Simeon Varlamov, the Islanders' starting goaltender. And if you look at the numbers, Varley really did have an outstanding season. He played in 36 games. 35 of those were starts. His record, 19-11-4. But here's where you get the really good numbers. He had a career-high 9.29 save percentage and a goals against average of 2.04, which was his career low. He also tied for the NHL lead with seven shutouts on the season. And overall, uh, Simeon Varlamov just played an outstanding level of goal. And the thing is, if you have been watching the Islanders over the last few years, ever since the Barry Trotz took over as coach, This is a team that really, truly relies on its defense and then, obviously, on its goaltenders. And, you know, over the years, whether it was Tomas Grice or Robin Lehner or now, you know, for the last two years, Simeon Varlamov, 
The Islanders need their goaltenders to come up big and get the job done. And Varley has really done the job and then some. And that is sort of the encouraging thing. Now, Varlamov is 33 years old. He, you know, still has some good years left, you would have to figure. And overall, you got to think that he will be back this year as the Islanders' number one goalie. You look at the playoffs, and again, the Islanders do not make that run to the conference final without the outstanding play of Simeon Varlamov, especially in the Bruin series. Now, against Pittsburgh, Varley struggled, and it was Ilya Sorokin who came in and won all four games. Varlamov played in two, played outstanding in one of them, but just lost, you know, two to one, but made 43 saves uh, and allowed only two goals. The second game that he played in, he was shaky. No question about that. But then once he came back against Boston, uh, really got the job done and played very well against Tampa Bay with the exception of one game uh, as well. So overall, the thing about Varley, he's confident, he's consistent, he's reliable, and right now, playing the best goal that he has probably in his entire career. The only catch if you start to look ahead and wonder about the future of Simeon Varlamov is this. We mentioned his age, 33 years old. We also have to mention the fact that Simeon Varlamov's cap hit right now is roughly $5 million a season. I fully expect Varlamov to be the Islanders' number one goaltender again as the new season gets underway in October. But the Islanders have a lot of faith in Ilya Sorokin. And after a strong overall rookie year, do the Islanders get into a situation where after this year, or maybe even during this year, they feel like, hey, we can save some money, deal Simeon Varlamov, and go with Sorokin, bring in another backup, and save some cap space that will allow us to acquire another player who might be uh, beneficial to the Islanders lineup. It is a possibility. Uh, I think it happens at the earliest after the upcoming season, the during the 2022-2023 campaign, maybe next summer during the offseason is when the Islanders look to make that kind of move. But again, a lot of it will depend on how Varlamov and Sorokin both perform uh, over the course of the season. This year, I would anticipate that instead of the two-thirds of the games being started by Varlamov and one-third roughly being started by Sorokin, I think we get close to a 55-45 situation, maybe even closer to 50-50. But again, if Varlamov stays hot 
and Sorokin falters, I don't see any changes coming down the pike, and Varley remains the undisputed number one goalie. If Varley, you know, plays well and and Sorokin falters, well, then no no controversy. Varlamov remains the number one guy, and then, you know, if both are doing great or both struggle, I think, you know, you get closer to a 50-50 split, and the key to me is to keep what, whichever goalie that you want to be your playoff guy, your primary playoff goalie, you keep him sharp, but don't wear him down. And that's the key to getting ready for the playoffs. Because you could say what you want about the regular season. It's important. Don't get me wrong. But again, the Islanders finished fourth. They got in as the final playoff team in their division this year. And yet they went deeper into the playoffs than any other team in the division, including Pittsburgh, who finished first, Washington, uh, Boston, all, all those teams that were in the Islanders division and you know had a better record than the Islanders. They didn't beat the Islanders out when it mattered most. And if you were to ask hockey fans which team had the best season out of those four teams, you got to go with the Islanders who went on the long playoff run and, and came within one goal of forcing overtime in Game 7 against the eventual Stanley Cup champion. So, to me, Amov, still in the driver's seat, probably has one more year on the island as the undisputed number one, and then we wait and see. But right now, with Simeon Varlamov, you're getting a goalie in his prime, probably playing the best hockey of his career, and giving the Islanders a great starter and maybe the strongest one-two punch in the league in between the pipes. When we come back, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and he was a number one first-round pick of the Islanders. Uh, We'll have that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There really is something for everyone. And anyone I talk to who has tried Built Bar, they're really passionate about their favorites. And why not? Listen to these great flavors. Mint brownie, salted caramel, cookies and cream, German chocolate, raspberry, cherry barcia, coconut. You can't go wrong. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, just 130 to 180 calories, only four, maybe five grams of sugar, and four or five grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors, tasty and all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is heading toward the pennant races. You could track all the action at Bet Online. We've also got Preseason football, soccer is getting started again over in Europe, and hey, you got your MMA and your UFC and all the other action you can imagine. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device 
and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, they are your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, this player was a first-round draft choice of the Islanders who only lasted one season on the island and then went on to uh, a solid NHL career with several other teams. I'm talking about Taylor Pyatt, who actually turns 40 on Thursday of this week. Now, he was drafted eighth overall in the first round of the 1999 NHL entry draft by the Islanders after three really good seasons with the Sudbury Wolves of the OHL and juniors, including a 40-goal, 89-point campaign the year before he was drafted. With the Islanders, he played 78 games as a rookie, had only four goals, and... 18 points, and then was dealt to the Buffalo Sabres. Spent four seasons in Buffalo, three seasons in Vancouver, played three years for the Coyotes, two years for the Rangers, and then closed out his NHL career with the Penguins in 2013-2014. Played one year in Switzerland, and then retired. For his career, Taylor Pyatt, 859 NHL games, 140 goals, 280 points. He also played in 69 playoff games, 10 goals, and 24 points in the postseason for Pyatt. And we're going to look back at one of his better games with the Islanders. We take you back to November 27th, 2000 at the Nassau Coliseum, the Tampa Bay Lightning in town to face the Islanders. Kevin Weeks, the starting goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning, while the Islanders had Wade Flaherty in their goal. And this one turned out to be a pretty high-scoring game. The Islanders drew first blood as uh, Tampa Bay was down one man as Martin St. Louis was in the box for a too-many-man-on-the-ice penalty, a bench minor. Roman Hammerlick cashed in for the Islanders, his eighth. Brad Isbister and Kenny Janssen on the assists on the power play goal. one nothing Islanders at 8.22 of the first. Then, a mere 26 seconds later, Claude Lapointe, his third, assist to Zidane Chara and Tim Connolly. 2 nothing Islanders. Islanders weren't done. Kevin Haller, his first from Claude Lapointe and Tim Connolly, 3-0 Isles, and it looked like the Islanders were in the driver's seat. But Vincent LeCavalier answered for the Bolts at 16:42 of the first period. His 10th, St. Louis with the only assist, 3-1. But in the final minute of the period, the Islanders get that goal back. Dave Scatchard, his fifth from Claude Lapointe and Kevin Haller. And at the end of the first, Islanders 4, Lightning 1. Tampa Bay got close with two second period goals. The first one with Claude Lapointe off for boarding. Frederick Modine is 12th from Pavel Kabina and Brad Richards at 12.05. Then Richards, his seventh from Corey Sarich at 16.58. 
Islanders lead cut to 4-3 after 40 minutes, and it looked like we had a hockey game. But Taylor Pyatt, his first goal of the season and his first career NHL goal, just 58 seconds into the third period, gave the Islanders a 5-3 lead. Dave Scatcherd, the only assist. Martin St. Louis answers for the Lightning. Brian Holzinger and Ryan Johnson with the assist at 223 to make it a one-goal game again. But the Islanders get goals from Oleg Kavasha, assist to Marius Tchaikovsky and Roman Hammerlick at 840, and Mark Parrish at 1040 from Tim Connolly. The Islanders skate away with a 7-4 win over the Lightning in this one for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Taylor Pyatt, his first career NHL goal. It was on his only shot of the game and a magic moment, obviously, for Pyatt. Not only was it his first game uh, goal in the NHL, it was the game winner as the Islanders beat Tampa Bay in this one 7-4. to four. So, uh, again, a happy 40th birthday one day early to Taylor Pyatt, who went on to a solid NHL career after leaving the New York Islanders. Big guy, 6'4", 230, and those bigger forwards usually take longer to develop, and the Islanders at that point weren't waiting around, and they traded Pyatt, uh, who went on to a nice career with several NHL teams. When we come back tomorrow, we do have a, a fan email to get to, so if you also have a question, please send us at that, and we'll We'll open up the uh, mailbag for anybody who wants to ask anything. Uh, We'll also take a look at the season, the playoff performance, and the future of Matthew Barzal, the uh, Islanders' best young player. And uh, we will look at Barzy's season and playoffs on Friday. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.